Welcome to the Real Life Discipleship Podcast, where the conversation about discipleship is always real for real people in real life. Welcome back. I'm Lance Wigton. I'm the Communications Director of Real Life Ministries in Post Falls, and I am with Jim Putman, our our lead pastor, also at Real Life Ministries in Post Falls. And uh, we're talking about uh, discipleship in a lot of environments. And today, uh, Jim, we th- this is something that has come up quite a bit, uh, questions about uh, basically the difference between a small group and a Bible class, and uh, both have pluses and minuses, and basically where do they blend, and, uh, and as far as discipleship goes, from your opinion, what is the have to? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I think that Bible classes are good. Uh, I think they're not the same thing as a small group relational discipleship environment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Christians ought to have both. Uh, when I talk about a teaching environment where somebody's maybe teaching us something we didn't know before, uh, it could be on a podcast, it could be in a weekend service for sure. Every believer ought to come together with other believers, and and the Word of God uh, kind of washes over us as we're we're learning together in a community. That that's a, another mm-hmm. teaching environment that I think we have to have. Being in a class on Sunday morning, used to call it Sunday school. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's online sorts of ways that we learn. I think that's all great. I think what makes a relational discipleship environment unique, though, is that the leader is facilitating discussion in and around the Word. Mm-hmm. So um, where this last week we preached about judgment mm-hmm. in our church, uh, that judgment day is coming, and there's a a prejudgment that determines where you're going to go in this intermediate state before Judgment Day, uh, that's all important information to know God's Word. Mm -hmm. And uh, we have a variety of different people in different stages of their spiritual growth that need to have that conversation and and understand all that. What happens in a life group, a relational discipleship environment, is the leader takes that information— and then goes back through it, mm-hmm. maybe reads the scriptures, uh, and, he, and he starts to ask people where they're at with it. What did you get out of it? To, just to make sure that they understood it correctly, because a lot of times people's filters are broken, their hearing filters. They heard based on some sort of other vocabulary, same words, different definitions, you know, uh, based on their past experiences. So you, you break it down. Mm-hmm. And you go, what did you hear? Uh, do you have any questions? And, and people start to talk, and, where, and, and then it leads to where are you at on it? What, what's a good application uh, for me in my life? Because a lot of times either people misunderstand the information itself or they mm-hmm. make a poor application mm-hmm. based on their experience. I'll never forget I taught on heaven and hell uh, when I was doing youth ministry years and years ago, and I actually did a game on heaven and hell. And and uh, it was a very experiential game. Uh, two days later, I get a phone call from the grandfather of one of the uh, kids who had played the game. And the kid, not coming from a Christian background, had gone home and told the grandfather that he was going to hell. The grandfather was going to hell. Yeah. And so um, the grandfather had me come mm-hmm. and meet with him and his grandson. 
And his, his grandfather said to me and to his grandson, Costas, he said, hey, um, do you, did, did you teach my grandson that, that I'm going to hell? And I said, no, I didn't talk about who is specifically going to heaven and hell. I talked about that there is a hell. And what you do with Jesus determines that. And uh, I, I said, I'm sorry that your grandson came and, and kind of dropped the boom on you out of context. And I, I am grateful that he cares about you. And I, and I moved it towards, you know, he, his application probably wasn't mm-hmm. the best application. But his heart was that he wanted his grandfather to know Jesus and that he loves you. And, he, and so the reason he talked to you about it is because it was like he got news of something that was real and true, and he wanted you to know about it. And that led to a discussion. Um, of course, that guy wasn't happy with me, wasn't really happy with his grandson. Ultimately, it didn't lead to him coming to know Christ as far as I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it caused a lot of family issues. If there would have been a, a discussion about right application after, not just the teaching itself, but the right application, then that might have led to a different experience for that young man with his grandfather. Mm-hmm. We could have talked about, all right, well, what do you do with this now? Uh, what's the right way to talk about this? Because you can be right about the content, but wrong about how you apply it. That's discipleship. Mm-hmm. So the right information uh, combined with the right application for where you're at in life, and then talking through with these people, how, how do you use the right information in the right way so that you teach them to be discerning and to live out the faith? Mm-hmm. So... Uh, you're talking about, uh, you know, Bible. What's the difference between a Bible class and a small group? Uh, it's it's really, if I'm if I understand right, there is a you could have a Sunday school class. Yeah. Uh, you know, the classic what uh, you know we grew up with the the Sunday school class uh, in between services that could be a hyper relational environment, and it could act more like a home group. Yeah. It's just that the curriculum is strictly the Bible. Yeah, but again. Um, it would lead to right information, right application, but also this piece of where are you at with this so that we understand what's really going on in our hearts. What are our real struggles? Um, what are our real hurts? So we're, it's not just about application of right information, right information, but it's about doing life with other people. So mm-hmm. it's very relational. Whereas a Sunday school class in the old days was about making sure you understood Abraham had a son named Isaac, and mm-hmm. Isaac had a son named Jacob, and and did you understand the family tree, and you're telling the stories and mm-hmm. all that. It was about transfer of information. Mm-hmm. Now, the best teachers started to talk with you about that. They were honest about their own lives and how they had struggled with that and what they had learned by that and, and who had helped them. And, and so there was a good way to teach, but again, the more people are in a group... Mm-hmm the less relational it's going to be. Uh, and so, again, the right information is important, mm-hmm. but the environment, the size of it, and the way it's run makes, makes it a different environment and goes to application, doing life with other people. Well, I think you also made a, a, a distinction there, if I heard this right, and so I'm going to throw it back at you and make sure that we're, I'm tracking. It's uh, it, regardless of its small group, uh, Bible class, but you know, obviously, a small group is more geared to this. It's uh, our job as a leader to protect that environment, just like a uh, person that is a gardener is. They're not actually causing the seeds 
to, to do their thing and become mature plants and reproduce, that's, that's you know, basically at the God level. God right. does that. I don't understand how that works. But I do know if I don't water it and I don't give it the access to sun and if I don't keep the weeds away from it, uh, I do my part, those things will grow. So I understand that we have, a, as gardeners or shepherds, we have, a, and, and as leaders, we have a role for relational environment. But so these people are getting information, and you're also knowing where they're at in relationship with that information. But you said one thing that I think is a huge, a huge difference. It's so that they go out and do something with it. Right. And and like unlike my algebra teacher, I, I can't do algebra now, and it's never hurt me. Right. Because letters are not numbers. Why find right. out what letters and numbers are? Uh, but the reality is, is when you're talking about relationship and you're talking about the Bible, uh, we are we are hardwired to connect with other people and to uh, build a relationship based on the truth that they have learned in these other environments. And they're only going to pe- produce what they have seen modeled for them. Yeah. But the key is not just to sit there and learn like a, a like a bucket, but it, it but there is this other p- component where they're supposed to actually leave the group or or continue to come to group, but impact other people outside them. Is, is that what you're, yeah. is that a distinction? Yeah. I would say it this way. A, a teacher of information is just trying to transfer the right information. Mm-hmm. But we're actually trying to help them take that information and apply it to their everyday lives. We want them to be able to share the information with somebody else. So Paul said to Timothy, raise up reliable men who will be able to teach others. So everything we do is not just about the information so that they know it, but so that they can know it, apply it, share it, help somebody else apply it. It's disciples making disciples. Mm -hmm. So if you're in a a Sunday school classroom, let's say you got 50 people there. You already know with that many people, you can't have relationship. You can't really dive into questions and answers. And you're... and, and. and there's one person in front, everybody else is sitting there passively like a bucket that you used. But you could take that Sunday school class and go, you know what, I'm going to raise up eight leaders, 10 leaders of five in each group, who are going, I'm going to teach them to teach the information and facilitate the group. Now I just turned it into 10 groups of five, five leaders are learning how to help somebody else walk through uh, the information, how to facilitate questions, how to, how to, once the class is over, what part do I play with my five guys now? Do I call them? Do I text them? Do I meet them for coffee to help mm-hmm. them walk through stuff? It's taking a class where it's merely me passing on content to developing people to have relationship, facilitating the passing on of information, raising up leaders, it's disciples making disciples. Mm-hmm. One, uh, may or may not mean anything to the next generation, whereas the other makes disciples who can make disciples at home everywhere else. So now it may be me 10 minutes of sharing content. Now it's them breaking into groups and 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 with questions and answers being led by somebody. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it, it, now you, you reformat it so that what's happening at a Sunday school class isn't really just traditional Sunday school class now. Mm-hmm. It's teaching people to do life, pray together, walk together. Now you're reproducing an environment. Mm-hmm. Well, and I also think about, uh, you know, other 
other environments where I've tried to learn information or I, I, I tried to learn something. And if I don't go and take that information and apply it and start using it over and over again, I'll forget what it is. It's just like a password. I could come up with a clever password, but I don't remember what that password is for that username. Yeah. And then the next thing I know, I have to go send an email, but it's because I don't use it all the time. Now, if I use it all the time, I remember what that password is. Same thing goes for, for Bible study. It's like that, you know, learning the Bible is valuably important. However, if we don't also have a, a environment where we're, we're applying it, where we're having to be the ones that know the information over and over again, we're going to forget it in, anyway, just like algebra. Yeah. And you think about Jesus, he would talk to him, right? And then he'd send them out to do it. Mm -hmm. And that completely, and then he'd bring them back and debrief them. Mm -hmm. He was trying to make disciples that make disciples. Uh, and he used regular everyday people to do it because uh, that's the majority of what you have. You can't reproduce an environment on all star players. Most right. people aren't all stars and, and, and they do other things with their abilities. So, what does it look like to raise up people who can raise up people and to create an environment where that's happening? And, uh, you know, there, there's no other environment in the world that tries to pass on information and skill set the way the church has currently done it. Mm -hmm. You think about journeymen in, in, in the electrical field. Yeah. Okay, you, you, there's some classes, you learn some circuitry and all that, and then they attach you to a journeyman who then takes you as an apprentice and walks you through the information so that there's application. I, one of the guys in my life group is a truck driver, and he takes on apprentices four weeks at a time. There's a classroom bit of content, but then they have to walk through all the stuff for four weeks before they, they, they actually, you know, it, you name it. Everything that passes on information and activity that passes on information and activity has a doing life, mm -hmm. an application with coaching piece of it that transfers it. Mm -hmm. And the way we've done it, our people at the very best have become in sports, you know, uh, they're, they're, they are informed spectators. They kind of know what it looks like, but they can't actually do it because they know the rules of the game and, but they couldn't play. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the guys who who uh, actually played high school football or college football, they kind of know what it's what's going on out there, and they could actually reproduce it at some level. Mm -hmm. But most Christians never were in an environment to reproduce it at any level. Mm -hmm. So what does discipleship look like, rather than just a transfer of information? It's a question. Well, I think that's a great point about the truck drivers, because that information that they learned with books uh, goes from theory to a skill that they can wield behind the wheel. It, but it, if they don't get in a truck with another truck driver, it only stays at the, at the head level. And that never is reproducible because you don't actually own it, yeah. the information. Well, think about it this way. YouTube right now, there's a YouTube video for everything so that you could actually see somebody doing it, what you're talking about. Right. Right? And... And the problem, though, is that you can't ask a YouTube video questions, and that takes it to a whole nother level. YouTube video is better than nothing, than just mm -hmm. reading it. You can't visualize it. But then having a YouTube video isn't enough because you need somebody to go, well, what about this? And would you do that first? And why did you do this? And discipleship works like that. We were called to make disciples, not uh, spectators. Really good, Jim. Uh, thanks again, and we look forward to our next podcast. 
Thank you for joining us on the Real Life Discipleship Podcast, where we want you to remember discipleship is simple, it's just not easy.